So I'm actually more appreciative of being in this wheelchair at the moment than uh, if I would have never gotten in the wreck. If I would have never been paralyzed, who knows where I'd be. I mean, I was planning on moving to Florida, working on motorcycles, doing whatever other kind of trouble I could find. So I'm really appreciative that God, I'm really appreciative that God kind of stopped me in my right in my tracks and rede- redirected the way my life was headed. So honestly, I'm thankful for the wheelchair. In a way, like, did the wheelchair alter your perspective of life? Like, how did it, what perspective changes did this happen? Like, did this give you? Evolution requires effort, not excuses. Only way you're going to grow is to break down and to build back up. The The best thing about rock bottom is it's only up. And you see how much you don't like it at, you know, you don't like it at your lowest state. So guess what? All you want to do is for me at the time, or for the longest time, it was I wanted to get back to that Sam I was, you know, 17-year-old Sam living life, having fun. On the journey there, I'm going to end up a much better guy than than that kid ever was. So, yeah, be appreciative of where you are in life. You got to really stop and smell the roses. Like, life is not promised to anyone. Uh, I woke up to a completely new reality. So don't take it for granted. You're not owed to make it to make it home or make it to your to your gym appointment or whatever. Um, so always be appreciative of where you're at and where you get to go. And I like to use the word like get to go so much because oh people oh man I gotta go to the gym oh I gotta go to work no I get to go to the gym I get to go to work has completely changed the way my effort has been my output I guess because instead of looking at it as a chore it was it was a privilege for me. I mean, there was times I was locked in a hospital bed with no option but to sit there and get poked on and prodded or whatever for however long they needed. I had no option. Now if I could wake up, put on my shoes, and hop in old Cadillac and go to the gym, you better believe it. I don't care what time it is. If I'm up at 1 o'clock in the morning, wide awake, guess what? Go and take my shower and shower, shave, go to the gym, do whatever. <laughs> like, I'm starting my day. Um, because... Uh, another thing I learned is time is so valuable and precious, but remember, it's only worth what you put it towards. Mm-hmm. So for me, not being happy or satisfied with the way I was living, the feeling, the thoughts, I didn't like my life. I just reconstructed it. I started to break down and look look at what are my weak points? What do I suck at? What do, what do I hate about me? What does Sam hate about Sam? And I, so I had to face those hard truths, have that conversation with myself over and over and over again. So I I can now identify my weak points and make a new plan of action. So another thing I learned is always, I mean, another thing I picked up is to become eager for failure. Like I'll always fail forward because I didn't lose. I learned what worked and what didn't work. I learned what I can and can't do. It doesn't mean that it's impossible. It means that's the bar. I have to raise it. So with that, now I could adjust and look at my life and say, okay, right now, personally, I'm lacking in business. So I'm learning about business. I'm learning about marketing. I'm learning about all these things that before, when I was first started all this, I knew I didn't want to do any of that. I was like, I just want to be a shot caller, big baller. It doesn't work like that, kids. Stay in school if you think it does. Uh, so I had to freaking go out, fall on my face. But now that I have my time, energy, and heart invested in something, guess what? I had to follow through. And so switching gears a little bit, kind of wanting to get dive deeper. Um, what was dating like for you or has been like for you? 
So dating initially was super intimidating because, like, like I said earlier, I was not comfortable with my body, with my circumstances, with anything in my life. But through continuously going to the gym and while I was working there, I just, I guess, struck some attention. And so a lady had come out whenever she was leaving the leaving the gym from her workout. She approached me and, uh, and she invited me to a Sunday service with her to enjoy, to join her and her family at church. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And uh, we just kind of hit it off, went to a couple lunches, dinners, whatever you want to call it. And that really, it helped me, it helped, it, or it proved to me that the body I see and the way I feel and think about my body might not be reflecting the same from others because she showed me that, okay, well, beautiful women still are attracted to me. That's cool. And I didn't really know what else to do with it at the time. I knew I wasn't in a place to be in that kind of relationship. So I just didn't really pursue it too hard. Um, following that, I had a really cool, I guess one of my first loves, I guess I call it, you know, um, we, well, I helped her, I helped guide her at the beginning of her fitness journey, which really showed me my passion for that, for helping God. And I'm, I'm no expert. I just kind of showed her what worked for me, what didn't helped her build healthy habits. Like we were meal prepping and doing stuff like that, kind of working as a team unit and able to help kind of kickstart her fitness journey. Um, we also... I was also able to help apply the things I'm learning in the gym mindset wise, you know, um, with getting jobs. Like she was at a dead end job. She didn't like it. She was super passionate about animals. So I'm like, dude, go work as a vet. And she's like, I got to go to school. So I was like, okay, what can you do to vet that doesn't require school? So we figured out how to get a vet tech, um, you know, started making the applications, whatever. And we would just drive around town, dropping them off. And even whenever people weren't hiring, they were just like, okay, well, you know, behold it. But and, and it would be a, a kick in the dirt to her. But I was like, nope, on to the next one. And we'd go to the next one until she finally got someone to say, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll pass it to whatever, pass it on, and ended up calling her back for a second interview. And um, my thought process to that is just like, do the things that are hard while regardless of what they feel like. Um, I've had to do it countless times throughout my journey. So it's it was a nice way to show her like, hey, if you continuously go out and get through the uncomfortable, you learn new skills, you learn new, new traits, new abilities, new tools. I was also able to see what it's like to live co-independently with uh, a counterpart. And it was really cool to start seeing the insights of like, how do I keep up a household? How do I set expectations? How do I follow my own expectations? Um, it was a really cool, cool way to, to learn that like moving as a unit is possible. And if done right, you could do a lot with it. Like she helped me through a lot of stuff. She, you know, and it was a huge relief to me to be able to relieve the burden off of my family in some ways. In a sense, like she would come pick me up when she gets off of work, she'd come work out. Boom, I'm getting off work. We would leave. So doing things just like that and helping with the cooking and grocery shopping made my life easier. And it, we were just able to move more efficiently. So it taught me a lot about efficiency and the way that you can kind of utilize your teammates for what they're best at, you know? Um, and then following, uh, you know, it wasn't as serious a relationship, but like my most recent relationship, I feel like I learned a lot about myself. It was kind of like a reality check. It was like, uh, pointing out some of the internal things that I had to work on that I was kind of ignoring as in like my masculinity, because I'm like, ah, for a while I've been fighting, you know, it's like, how can I even have a family? How can I even think about these thoughts starting one when I can't even take care of my fate, my own problems? Um, so, but it, it showed me that, okay, right. Bring it back to the correct unit, the good teammate. 
now you can get a lot more pull, a lot more push. So I think uh, it's definitely helped shape my mindset and give me a new perspective on that. What like mindset shifts have you had through your failed relationships? Like more get more in depth with that. So through the failures, it was you learn what you what you shouldn't do again. Like for instance, with one thing, uh, for this is really that I'm I'm just figuring out how to overcome. Uh, it's like I wasn't comfortable with my body, with myself, with what was going on. That I was so insecure and and I would always accuse and I'd you know I would just let my own thoughts make this person evil, paint a whole different picture of this girl that I had never seen. I don't like it. I really don't want to be a part of it. And it's like, it kind of sucks. It's like, I've seen things that's just like something little small, you know, okay, you like so-and-so's picture. And then I throw myself down a, a loophole and ruin something that could have been good. Maybe it's a learning curve. Another thing is like, I learned the repercussions of my actions you know, because it's so real, it's especially when you're living with the person. It's like, for instance, I can't set a standard that I can't hold. Uh, if I'm asking you to clean the dishes every time you use one, guess what? I got to do it, too. So it's cool for accountability. It definitely helps having that person to keep you accountable, keep you in check. Um, and it definitely helps create a structure much easier, because if I know you're you're counting on me to carry a little bit of the load, you got to be able to carry a little bit of the load. It taught me a lot about the, that kind of dynamic for sure. Um, going back to something that you said that kind of struck a chord with me, self-sabotage, something that I think a lot of us Gen Zers, you know, we all struggle with that. Can you go like more in depth about your experiences with like sabotaging something that could have been good for you? I've done it time after time again. Um, I think for me, a lot of my biggest self-sabotages are all based from fear. It's a fear or insecurity of not being able to do something, but it's more than likely something you haven't tried or you might suck at. But instead of continuously being bad at it to get better, people tend to just find a new route. And in a lot of circumstances in life, you just don't have that option. It's For me, it's really helped me put a do or die perspective on a lot of things I do in a sense that if I make my internal repercussions way harder than they might actually be, you know, the world's not going to end if I didn't wash this cup after I used it. But it would completely go against my moral code. It would go against the grain inside me internally. And that's what ultimately keeps those good habits that you're trying to build, keeps them around. Um, so honestly, I would say you have to use that fear to move you in the direction you want to go. So you're either running from something or you're running to something. But at the end of the day, if the destination is the same, what's the difference? So for me, I'm running away from my problems, from my paralysis, you know, with the pain and the physical problems and limitations. But in reality, the fully recovered Sam that I'm chasing is not even there yet. You mm -hmm. know, it's a, a figment of my imagination, but I've been able to use that figment to create my reality. And the more I'm doing this, the more I'm practicing it, the more I see proof to, to give me undoubtable faith. That's really strengthened my faith too. And, um, it's, well, I've learned lately, past few months, the power of my words, the power of writing my thoughts. So write your thoughts. Write what you don't like about yourself. What can't you do? What do you suck at? Double down on those. Watch the person you become in six months, in a year. And, I mean, it's going to suck at first, but, you know, you got to learn how to take the hits before you can dodge them and give them back. 
And uh, learning how to be able to dodge those hits in life really helps just the longevity of your journey. Um, something that else that you just said that I thought was interesting that I think we all also can relate to, like chasing that that person that we want to be. Um, I feel like in my personal experience, I have chased, like I've mentioned in the podcast, I was afraid to start this podcast because I felt like I wasn't the person I was ready to be. Makes sense. And I think at that time, I was afraid to just let go of other people's expectations for myself. And with that, you talking about like being the future Sam and how you're able to just be who you are now and just like really be in the present moment. I think I like commend you that commend you on that because I think that's like really inspirational on so many counts. Thank you. It's uh, kind of one of those accidental things. I think the craziest thing about inspiration is it's usually always accidental. No one, I mean, I don't set out every day to be like, I'm going to inspire three people um, because it's just not a measurable thing. It's something like you just have to go through those battles and be able to come out the other side a different person and people around you that you might not even know are taking inspiration from that, from seeing you fight and persevere and and get forward or move closer to your goal. It, um, it just subliminally motivates everyone around you you see what I deal with? Unprofessional. Me. The CEO. Who the fuck decided to let me be an adult? I make decisions. So, going back to the questions. Mm-hmm. What limitations did you have in relationships with your disability? I definitely think the physical aspect is a big one. Like, especially whenever I was earlier on in my recovery journey. I was really weak and frail, so it's really degrading as it, like to your manhood to have a woman kind of carry the load. Like for instance, if you're going grocery shopping, having to grab the, the case of water. Like to her, she doesn't think about it twice. But to me, it's like a kick in the nuts. Um, Sorry, no, it's I mean it's real shit. <laughs> just um, it's just the simple things like that where I think more more there are small physical gestures, but it really impacted the way my mentality was um, in that constant. You know, kick really just, it broke down my manhood enough to make me have to figure out, like, who am I? What What is what is a man? Because, like, uh, actually a therapist had asked me this, my, my scar therapist. She said, what is your, like, definition of a man? And I was, I was literally just writing that question down. You beat me to it. They, she asked me that, and I said to be able to protect and serve and lead the family that he's creating or whatever that. legacy he's building. And I didn't know how to do it. Like, for the longest, I still don't. I'm learning, and I'm understanding, like, okay, make an outline. Here's my goal. How do I get there? Work from the goal backwards. Um, and that's what I've been doing lately. And I find that around strong leadership, it's so much quicker. Like, you know, my content journey and my gym journey. Always, yeah, always remember to stay humble when asking others for advice or guidance. Because, you know, not everyone's right. You don't have to take everyone's advice. But it doesn't hurt to just get an extra insight, an extra eyeball, an extra person who's already had to take the hits because, oh, my God, it has helped speed up every process I've found, you know, business, rehab, strength, everything. They're like, hey, I failed doing this. Try it differently or good luck. I think, like I said earlier, like my true definition of a man (laughs) is a savage servant. 
is to be able to protect and provide and lead his family. So as I'm learning to lead, I'm getting strong enough, getting bowed up, and I'm learning combos to handle myself. And my little ducklings following behind are the little chimpanzees or the little baby gorillas. Yeah, you're having your Boston accent right now. Oh, my bad. Hey, good call. Next question. Going off of what you just said, you were talking about the physical limitations. We've talked, we've touched a lot upon this whole episode about physical, physical things. I want to know how have you like grown mentally? Like we've talked about how you are trying as a man, you want to protect your family physically and you've touched upon a touched upon that but with the physical comes the subconscious comes the mental comes all of those things like how are you currently trying to protect your how are you trying to grow you know what i'm trying to say i don't know i forgot the word i was trying to say but i didn't write it down to strengthen my faith so for the longest i spent all this time energy effort trying to rebuild my body and then i sub i didn't have an option but i had to start building my mental and it came to a point where I was realizing I'm not lacking really either of those. It's more of my my spiritual strength, my knowledge, my understanding, because the, how the, the grand picture, the grand scheme of things works, I find a lot of comfort in that. And I find that like if I would have gotten into the right, the right Bible study or the right crowd sooner, I think I would have already had a, a much farther leap than I'm, I'm at, but... Starting to understand and solidify my spiritual strength has helped me so much. In a lot of it, I think is based off faith. Because mm-hmm. if I have faith in a, something better, bigger, or better than me, in such a crazy, impossible journey I'm on, to raise a kid couldn't be that hard. To change a diaper couldn't be that hard. It's going to take a lot of, you know, strength to hold that weight, that responsibility of another being. But that's what the the gym's been for. That's what the you know everything else has been for is uh, to build myself up into some kind of superhero to save myself. And I figure after that point, the family won't be nearly as hard as any of this was or has been. What's been the most profound experience you've had thus far within your faith journey within the past six months? Mm. It's starting to understand and break down like some of the Bible verses and understandings. Like um, last night, we kind of talked about the accountability and how we have to bury the weight of our own crosses. And we kind of broke that down. And I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. So it's so weird that Brian brought it up. Shout out to Brian. Um, Brian. I don't know. I think that's kind of what's been getting me on this really big structure kick. It's because like, I have to be able to have accountability in order for me to grow, but I also have to be able to chart what I'm doing and seeing it and looking at, you know, the ins and outs of it. So I really find that with the weight of my crosses, I could, I could find the answers for all of them in a sense that I know why they're lacking. It's because my energy was directed to something I was kind of good at. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, Oh, this is uncomfortable. This is, this sucks. Like, you know, learning and feeling like the new kid and just being lost, mm-hmm. but help having those around me, they're able to help guide me and lead me in a way that they see has helped them tremendously. It's really cool. Um, and it's been a freaking, it's it's supercharged my recovery, I think, because now that I have faith in something like this, the walking's not so crazy. The the being able to rebuild your mind and mentality, not that crazy. 
there's a lot crazier things that are unexplained. So the explanation is up to you, but I know where mine comes from. To bear the weight of our own crosses, and for me, it's really things that I'd previously blamed on my disability or my circumstances, but eternally I know what it's from. It's from the lack of effort, and I have have been thinking about it so much because I know where my lacks are. I know what numbers don't look right. I know what I don't like to see, but I can't, I have the choice. I, I get the chance to take a choice, so what am I going to do? Reset, draw out the plan, and try to follow it, see what works, see what doesn't, and improve from there. My journey is obviously different from yours, but something that I recognize a parallel between the two of us is I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life for the longest time, and I still don't know the exact trajectory that my life is going in, but I do know that whatever direction it goes, it's going to be a good one because I just trust in God's plan for me. And I feel like that's something that you also are speaking. Like, you may not have vocalized said, I'm trusting in God's plan for me, but, like, I'm seeing that. That's what it boils down to. Like, I'm seeing that within your walk, like, your journey. And I think that's just, no matter, like, what I end up doing, I can rest in the fact that I know that. It's possible. Whatever I'm doing is God's will for me. Yeah, and something I, I figured early on is, like, to trust my struggle with trusting my struggle, that to me meant trusting the weight that was put upon me in order to build and regrow. But in reality, it created some or pointed out something that was already in me. I think it's in a lot of us. I think it's all of us. It's just to have the faith gives me the strength that some people look at and are not sure where it comes from. For the longest, the reason I started my company, Inner Animal, is because when people would ask me, what's your driving force? You know, how do you continue to push on with no result? What's your word for 2024? If you had to like... What's my word? Yeah, like my word is cultivate because I want to cultivate opportunities for myself in whatever way that can be in 2024 because the best things that happened for me in 2023 were all things that I created myself like this podcast going to live at the beach like those were all opportunities that I cultivated for myself my mom's word is see because she wants to see things in a different perspective different light you know so just kind of like what word do you want to it's kind of a hard question impossible because I plan to fully prove that the impossible can be possible with the right mindset mentality and work ethic so regardless of what that looks like on my end, on my journey, on my side, I just hope to be able to re- positively impact and reflect the way that I think this journey is meant to be, um, especially with learning all the stuff I did at ATF and learning the resources available for people in similar situations that have been in that helpless, hopeless road. I truly think that my calling is to create enough strength in myself to, to figure this out and I mean, if I'm strong enough to do it already for one, I want to try to help the next. And uh, it's because it's so pitiful to see how people with major disabilities, ma- major life altering disailments get treated, you know, by insurance, by whatever. Um, and all of our medical equipment, wheelchairs, walkers, things are expensive. So I hope to build my content or build my platform in order to help use it as a resource hub. I want to be able to find, okay, well, these practices worked for me. This type of walker worked for me. It would be my 
impact back to the community that's helped me so much because I feel like especially in Louisiana, we're lacking uh, so many resources that are readily available. They're, they're out there. Proven, proven awesome things are happening mm-hmm. and uh, miracles are happening and people or companies don't want to recognize it. So I fully plan to make my first big step starting my nonprofit organization and this podcast, my, my boost in work ethic and structure. We're going to put inner animal on the map. We're, we're going to change impossible to I'm possible. That's my goal for this year. What impact do you want to start making on your journey, whether that's your content, your personal life, your fitness life? What, what's your eye? What prizes your eye on, I guess, for this growing season? For me, I've always just wanted to help people ever since I was like the you know, smallest child. I've just I have a nurturing heart. And so I just want to give to people. But also realize whenever it's time to put boundaries up and like remember that in order to give to others, I still need to give to myself because for the longest time I was a chronic people pleaser and I'm still trying to undo that that way that I used to behave, I guess, because doing that is constantly saying yes to other people and it's draining. And I think I just want to be able to say yes and give to others, but also remember that it's okay to give to myself too, because at the end of the day, all you have truly is yourself and God, because everyone in your life will disappoint you no matter what. Your boyfriend's going to disappoint you. Your mom's going to disappoint you, your brother, your dad, everyone, because we set these expectations for everyone in our life. And then whenever they don't meet up to the standards that we put, we become disappointed. And I do that. I know this. I'm very self-aware. So I am recognize that I do these not vices but these coping mechanisms yeah like I do those things so I think my biggest goal for 2024 is to be able to give to others as much as I can give to myself like all the love that I have wanted from other people I also want to pour that back into myself Ooh, that's a good one like that's another thing i just recently learned you know a relationship on that topic um like if you can't love yourself how do you expect someone else to love you if you can't physically mentally spiritually whatever you need whatever you're lacking if you can't pour that into yourself how do you expect to pour that in others How, how can you believe in anything if you can't see what your possibilities are if you just believe your potential is nothing it's mm-hmm. it's all about your perspective. It's all about the way you look at things. It's not, oh, I can't do this. It's how can I do this? Mm-hmm. And if you stick with that mindset and attitude towards any obstacle you're going to face, I guarantee it'll help. I know it's helped me a ton. So, Yeah, instead of like, how do I do this? I get to do this and look at it, reframe your perspective, not trying to like preach or anything, but I think that is what I need to work on for myself at least. But Thank you, Sam, so much for coming on. You really are a light in this world of freaking mud. <laughs> so it's a crazy stupid. world. It's an evil world, wicked world. But. Yeah, but thank you, Sam, so much for coming on. And you'll definitely see Sam again because we are making a series. Stay tuned for more topics. Um, we are taking requests, so leave that. I will leave a poll Please draw some comments on whatever you'd want to hear from us next. Uh, topic ideas, questions, concerns. 
So thanks for tuning in and listening to us ramble about life and its awesomeness. Have a blessed one, baby. Don't hang up. So with that, we're going to stay stab it, stay sexy, stay savage, and stay tuned for another. Okay. Stay sexy. Stay sexy, stay savage, and stay tuned for another episode of What the L every Friday. And feed inner animals. (laughs) And be on the lookout for inner animal episodes. Yeah. Bye. Love you. Bye.